what happened to Lily Sobieski? What do you mean? Like, where did she go? I have no idea. It seems like um, she should have been a Bond girl. <laughs> uh, I mean, like, she kind of... She and Mandy Moore, minus the singing, but they had like sort of similar acting careers in the nine or like late nineties, early two thousands. And I feel, I feel like she should have been doing more. I don't know. I haven't seen her for a real long time, and I'm kind of worried about her. Did you look her up on Twitter or, or no? Instagram? No, I like th- literally when we started recording, I was wondering about her. But yeah, so I. I remember Lily Sobieski was in like a, I want to say it was like a TV miniseries or something about Joan of Arc. Joan of Arcadia? No, it was like an actual Joan of Arc, but that's great. That was funny. Oh yeah, I remember the one you're talking about. I can see the poster with her long hair. She's like looking up, ah, motherfucker. I thought I was drinking seltzer water and I'm drinking tonic water. That is All you can do now is put gin in it. That is like the most disappointing thing to happen to me tonight. <laughs> now I guess I'm just drinking this tonic water today instead of my seltzer. Icky. Yeah, it's not great. Like, Isn't it weird when you are expecting something and then you get something that's just not as good as what you expected? Yeah, actually, the other night I went and saw Ant-Man and the Wasp and I had that exact feeling. Really? Yeah. Should we talk about that? I think we should, because I, I had a, I had a similar situation. Oh, cool! I'm glad that we're on the same page, because we never are. No. And it concerns me, just as co-hosts, that we don't ever seem to be on the same page. I look ridiculous. I just saw my face for the first time since we started potting. Oh, really? You don't like your Hannah Hart inspired look? Well, I'm wearing. Well, I'm honoring uh, the French football team. They 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 won today, so they're gonna be in the in the finals for the World Cup, and so yeah, this hat is, and also my hair is up, so this is, and I'm in pajamas because dude, it'd be late, uh, so, so yeah, no, so tell me, tell me about what your expectations were for this movie. I was expecting inventive use of size manipulation. Mm-hmm. Um. A long build-up to Michelle Pfeiffer's reveal. Mm-hmm. Um, I was also expecting. Uh, I was expecting Evangeline Lilly to drive quite a bit, both figuratively and literally. Um, nice. Thank you for for explaining that. that. Yeah. Yeah. I. I. I don't know. I found myself. I didn't really want much from this movie except for some really good size manipulation based action sequences. That's what I wanted. Yeah. Um, but as far as expectations, you know, I figured it was going to feel like a real light romp until an end credit sequence, <laughs> which yep. I was not disappointed in that regard. So it, it, it met some of my expectations and mm-hmm. others. It, it just kind of cast aside like Thanos, you know, sacrifices have to be made. Mm hmm. What were you expecting to get out of this? Um, I honestly, I kind of expected it to be a similar thing from like Guardians 1 to Guardians Volume 2. 
like that kind of feel. Cause I wow, feel high like, hopes. What? High hopes. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, maybe less so because I didn't, I wasn't necessarily the Ant Man franchise. <laughs> part of the franchise has never been like super riveting to me. Sure. And yeah, so I mean, like that's sort of my my feeling with it. I. Uh, <laughs> it's it's tricky. I see Guardians of the Galaxy Volumes 1 and 2 and Ant-Man and Ant-Man and the Wasp as sort of separate from the rest of the Marvel Marvel Cinematic Universe. They don't quite fit in because I think though they're funny and, you know, pithy comments that happen in all of the Marvel franchise, like there's always an underlying seriousness. And those movies do not really feel terribly serious. There are serious moments but they are not movies that take themselves seriously. And I think part of that's to do with the directors and part of it's to do with just the the source material. Like these aren't characters you necessarily feel like they're, you know, they're kind of anti-hero-esque. They, they, you know, haven't done everything in, uh, I mean, I guess Tony Stark is some, they haven't done everything that's honorable. They're not Captain America. Um, they're not, the Black Panther, they, they've they made mistakes. They have good intentions, and normally it has to do with, like, family and relationships, but, That's the you know, Fast and the Furious franchise you're thinking of. Oh, shit, yeah. Fast and the Furious. Oh, my nine. God. Is Guardians of the Galaxy the Fast and the Furious of the Marvel Cinematic I Universe? I think it might be. I think it might be, and I think maybe Ant-Man's, like, Tokyo Drift. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so... I wasn't super underwhelmed or overwhelmed by by Ant-Man. And but I had like I thought it, this one would be better and so I, you know, I had hopes and that kind of thing. And I honestly I felt like it was good in with those expectations lined up, but there when you've just seen Infinity War a few months ago, it's a really weird trajectory to go on. Yeah, I mean, between Infinity War and Deadpool 2 and Black Panther, we've been spoiled so far this year. We've been really yeah, spoiled. Yeah, we really have. I mean, you've got some pretty ridiculous movies coming yeah. out that are so good. I mean, and they're good standalone, too, yeah, which is great. Like, I mean, I had my issues with Avengers Infinity War, but if I just recognize it as a chapter, you know, as being part of a two-parter, I, I want to re-review it as a whole film. I think. Yeah, once, once four comes out. Yeah, but it's, um, I don't know. I, I honestly liked Deadpool 2 more than I liked Deadpool. Um, and I thought, and I was, and I was hoping that this would be similar build on the success of the first one now we know what we're doing and we're gonna go up to an 11 you like sequels a bit more than the uh the regular dude don't you i have hopes for sequels because i always i always hope that one of two things is going to happen i'm either going to get an empire strikes back Mm -hmm. or indiana jones and the last crusade but I think you also get you get worn out by origin stories more than some. I think part of that is just growing up with the cartoons and 
the comics as much as I did. Like I, I was reading Hank Pym Ant-Man stories, like the original age of Ultron comic mm-hmm. when I was like 14. And so I, I liked Hank Pym as a character. I thought he was really interesting and I didn't really have much of a connection to Scott Lang. So that's part of it. I think with this one specifically to me and to see Michael Douglas do just like curmudgeon old man as Hank Pym to me is really disappointing. Yeah, I've got I so I, I mean the casting had me so excited and Oh yeah. Then it's been very underwhelming. I mean, I feel I, I'll get into this later. I felt similarly with Michelle Pfeiffer. I got so amped up for it and I don't know, I guess like part of me just thought back to like Catwoman. Cause yeah. like, damn it, if she wasn't just fierce, she was perfect. I'm not gonna make that joke. You 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 set me up for a really good cat joke, but I'm not gonna do it because I'm the bigger she was person. Perfect. I'm bigger person than this. What was? Let's 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 mix things up. What was your wild card in this movie? I was not expecting to like um, Randall Park as Agent Wu near as much as I did, uh, mostly because I didn't think he'd have any screen time. Yeah, he didn't have delightful. much for screen time. He was like barely in it, but it it didn't come across as him being incompetent, which I appreciated. It just came across as Scott and the Pym team being legitimately okay at faking Scott being there. Like they were, they were competent enough at that to trick him. But I just loved his enthusiasm and his weird little aside about being a youth pastor and his fascination <laughs> with the close-up magic. Like I was not expecting how much. <laughs> like I talk, when he's watching the instructional video on the close-up magic, that it's just out, yeah. that just tickled me. And I like that though he gets in increasingly amped up and the idea of like putting the kibosh on Lang's shenanigans that like he's not a dick about it it's just more no like, like their whole end conversation like I'll be seeing you soon he's like wait like like where 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 will you be seeing me and he's like like next time I arrest you like that kind of, I mean there, there were several jokes like that and that's sort of the thing is you know at what point do you it, it's funny and at what point is it not funny anymore? And that's the yeah, thing. Yeah, that is, bit drug on just just a hair too long, where it was like, ah, you didn't you didn't write it out. If you had kept going, it would have done it, roller coaster a, humor. It it starts it out funny been and a, then it's not It would have sucked and then been amazing again. Yeah, it could have gotten amazing again, but they didn't. They, they didn't wrote it. Yeah, to the they, bit. but I mean, they they had a good they had a good dynamic, which I liked, and they had a good dynamic, which I liked, and. Uh, yeah, I just, I was really, I was into that. I totally agree. He would have been my wild card had you not had first pick. Well, I'll give you first pick for, uh, Rogue Nation. Ghost Protocol, sorry. Ghost Protocol's, no, Ghost Protocol's the one we're watching right now. Not Rogue Nation. Fallout. The new one's called Fallout. Yeah, I was going to say Fallout. I was like, neither of those are the name of the movie. No, we're doing retro (laughs) reviews now, dear. Uh. I get, I get, I get the first pick. Um, that's exciting for me. I just normally take it because that's who I am in this partnership. You know, we can start alternating. It's, you know, it's cool. I, I, I like just never knowing. Uh, yeah. So 
because you picked that, I I chose someone else. Obviously, Ti. Um, I'm kidding, but I actually did really like him. Uh, he was just not on enough for me to have a a real opinion about him. How many UTI jokes have been made at Ti's expense? Oh, I'm sure, I'm sure a fair few UTI jokes. So my my choice for wild card is Hannah John Kamen, uh, who played Ghost, the the baddie. Which yeah, she was like bad ish, but her motives made sense. She may have done bad things, but I. I kind of, it, she's like Yondu. I'm just going to make some more Guardians of the Galaxy comparisons. Like, she did some bad shit. She did some inexcusable shit. But she was put in a really weird situation that she did not ask for. Yeah, she got, like, overly aggressive. But ultimately, are we rooting for her to survive? Yeah, I think we are. I think we are. Hopefully, she'll get to come back in another movie and she can have her Mary Poppins moment. Yeah, hopefully... <laughs> Hope I, I'm just hoping she does uh, Ready Player Two, and it, she like reprises her role from Ready Player One. I feel like she'll do she'll do a lot with that. Um. Uh, no, I I liked I liked her though. I I liked I liked her storyline and I liked her backstory and that. I mean, it's funny because I feel like the whole point of this movie is really to make you dislike Hank Pym a bit. Like they're like he's an asshole. Yeah. Like every and it was. I like never he's bought that he was brilliant. Just that he was a dick. Mm-hmm. And it's like all these people, all these people negatively affected by him, and then like this. And I mean, there's two sides to every story. Da da da. Love to delve in. We didn't really get to delve into her story or delve into like what was true, what was false. And I feel like they really did not give Michael Douglas a whole lot to work on with this. Like he didn't have a lot to a lot to work with. He was really just reacting like the entire movie. Like it was that was all he was doing. And, you know, he was good ish. I don't know, man. I mean, he was good and then he was Michael Douglas. And like I don't want to jump the gun into the bad. But Let's I'm just gonna. jump the gun into the bad. <laughs> Let's just do um, it. When have we never from, not jumped again? From the moment the movie started where he's explaining and be like, previously on Ant-Man, um, when he, he was like, you know, ever since Scott went to the quantum realm, I've been thinking your mom's probably alive. Oh, yeah. okay. From from that moment, I was like, oh, no, you're not going to be very good, are you? Oh, and it no. was... Nah, son, nah. It it wasn't fatal attraction. It was far from. It it was far from Wall Street. It just wasn't. Like I just, ah, I didn't really buy his expertise. I bought his. I bought his dickishness, but I didn't really buy his expertise. He kind of seemed, seemed like the old man r- wandering around the lab rather than. Yeah. Being. I gotta find my wife. I know she's around here somewhere. I gotta find her. I remember I her once. Wife. Where is she? She's in the quantum realm. I did like that Scott called out something that was bothering me where he was like, do you guys just put like quantum in front of things? Uh, oh, to, yeah. Because uh, uh, I do appreciate there's a certain amount of ridiculousness in the Ant-Man franchise as far as just the science of it. 
And yeah, it's just, it's a little ridiculous. And I like that they kind of called that out. Well, and I wish that, listen, I, I'm one of those guys. I prefer Ray Palmer's The Atom to Hank Pym's Ant-Man. I just, I I like it more. Because I think you don't need the talks to ants thing. (laughs) I don't think that's, and then the giant and ants? there's so many ants, and they are able to do so much. Like, and they've got their little antennae, like brain stimulator things plugged in. But still, it was. It's it's hard for me in a in a movie franchise that has talking raccoons, the ants shooting lasers and doing construction was just playing a, drums. A, a bridge too far for me. Taking yeah, a playing bath. the drums, I just. It, I don't want to say that the ants are the Ewoks of this movie. But they're the Ewoks. They in this are movie. kind of the Ewoks. I, they were they were a more secondary character. I think honestly, I mean, they were a much more secondary character in the first movie. And honestly, my favorite bit involving the ants was that they just kept getting eaten by seagulls at the wharf in San Francisco. I was like, that's amazing. <laughs> I love this moment. But I think it was because I was starting to get so overwhelmed by like, oh my god, the ants can just do fucking everything. Like, why do we even need people? But yeah, uh, yeah, ants, they're, they're something. Uh, so my, you didn't like Hank Pym, and I was not a huge fan of his wife. Not that I really saw her that much, but I had such, I think the problem yep. is, I, I had hopes for Janet. I had more hopes when she was, she was cast, and it was Michelle Pfeiffer, and it just, it didn't do it for me. It's not that she was like particularly awful, but I was just like, okay, so you're going to have like two real scenes and you're going to somehow explain that you can, you've evolved to healing people. How convenient. That's very convenient. And yeah, I, I think that this will make for a very interesting, you know, secondary plot i don't know what we're gonna do with this but yeah it was just anna just all felt so ridiculous and uh i was not feeling it i also i always get a little freaked out like with robert downey jr when he did the whole thing where he was doing the simulation and he was super young and when they did this in the first ant-man just don't do the flashbacks they freak me out i she looked okay. He looks terrifying. Yeah, it is terrifying. I'm honestly, I wasn't okay with any of it. The uh, CGI just freaks me out, and the the uncanny valley freaks me out, and I just want to know what's real and what's not. Was this movie real? I don't know. Okay, cool. But it, yeah, it, it was like they got the most out of her two days of shooting. I mean, yeah, they were like, we've got her. We got her for we've got her for four a four weekday commitment. So let's do it. She's gonna spend a lot of that time getting that all white hair. Yeah, and her look was super cool. I loved the like half broken wings, but I was also like, what have you been eating? Where'd you get any water? How have you survived? How? Why do you have healing powers? Yeah, no, there like, was a lot where I'm where I'm like, wait, so you put an antenna on Scott? When? When did you put an antenna into Scott? Like, I'm very curious about because Scott like got to a certain part of the realm and 
I don't feel like he was quite where Hank found her. I don't know. And then this whole thing of like, if you can't find me in two hours, I'll be gone for a hundred years. Yeah. What an arbitrary ticking <laughs> clock. That was such bullshit. I'm like, uh, I'll get to it in my rewrites. But if you're going to give her powers from being in the quantum realm, at least make it something quantum related. Yeah, no, for sure. I have to say, though, the one good part about that was when she inhabited Scott's body briefly. That was that was a great little moment. Although, the guy who sits next to me at movies, he made a good comment about, like, oh, they should kiss. Like, obviously, they, they, they should kiss. And I was like, you know, later on afterwards, I'm like, I kind of wish they had. Like, I kind of oh, yeah. wish. That would have sold it. Like, because she doesn't know for sure, and the time is running out, and just, like, doing that, and then that's how Scott wakes up. That would have been a lot funnier. Um, there, that's my rewrite. <laughs> that's my one. Um, yeah, so so that's that's what I got. I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you who my favorite was, who my 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 MVP because you stole my original MVP. I'm sorry. Which is fine. No, no, it's fine. It's How fine. does it feel, Adair? How does it feel? I I I feel like you are you are um you're making me hurt after choosing Lando. For solo. Uh, anyway, I choose. I choose. I'm gonna be an original. I'm choosing Paul Rudd as, as as Scott Lang. I feel like he does it well. He does. He's great I, feel, in the role. I feel like he does Scott Lang better than like Chris Pratt does Peter Quill. I I yeah. And I think a big part of it is just like he's a, he's not. I don't want to punch him in the face. And that probably is the Cassie factor. Like he saved mm. the cat. Like it's like that whole thing of like yeah. his daughter is the proverbial cat in the tree that he has saved. So I'm like rooting for him. Peter Quill in the first movie didn't save a cat. And so I don't really, I mean, he saved a trash panda, but I don't really, I don't really relate it. And so he, I think. He danced, he danced for a, a cat, I guess. He danced off. Yeah, it's just not relatable enough, I guess. He has a daughter, though, and so you root for him because he is a really good dad, and he has this good, like, I think him having a much better relationship with his ex-wife and her husband, like, that's really, I think, good. It was weird because it felt kind of out of left field when I started watching it because uh, I was like, oh, wow, they, like, all right, they're all good um, to the point that she's, like, viciously attacking the police for <laughs> doing their job uh but you know i thought he he does it well i think my favorite my mvp moment for him was when hope was talking and he was remembering this weird memory and he was recalling it and she was kind of feeding him the answers first off which i thought was ridiculous she's like were there horses on the wardrobe <laughs> but like one the fact that he doesn't know what a wardrobe is was great um but also when she was saying that's where i that's where I hid every time we played hide and seek. And so, and he was like, I don't think you know how to play that game. Um, that was a great moment because that was a really stupid line. And it felt like it was very like unnecessarily sentimental in this moment. And I thought it was great. Like, and that's what I wanted. I think sometimes it went a little too far and I think sometimes it didn't go far enough. But I think like if it could have been on that, if he could have been that the entire time, that would have been great. I think there were, they were playing a lot with stuff that happened in Civil War and they felt like, 
and they felt like you know they had to be bigger and like smaller and like you just have to do everything a little bit more than the last one but I I felt like the dynamic worked in the first one for the most part I've never really been super in on the like Evangeline Lily as the wasp train she I mean I actually I, I have a great I had a it wasn't great I'm I'm giving my it, no it's a bad joke but I was just like more like the wasps because Michael Douglas and Evangeline Lilly are the waspiest most passive aggressive people I've seen in a Marvel film. Oh yeah, this uh, whole it, this whole thing should have taken place on a country club. Oh god, after yeah. the waiter got your order wrong. But like she is like such a wasp, but um also like Walton Goggins coming. In. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck is going Complete on? Complete waste of time. Never mind. Never mind. One would have recast him. But uh, yeah, so I'd say Scott Lang, Paul Rudd. Because I mean, Paul Rudd's just being Paul Rudd. He's just Paul Rudding it up. And you know, I right? like Paul Rudd. I like when he Paul Rudds. So uh, over to you, Paul Rudd. Um, thank you, Paul. I think that my Paul Rudd of this movie was definitely Michael Pena as Luis. Because while he's funny... I think he had the best comedic scene in the entire film, which is when he was under the the truth serum and he was recapping everything that happened drunk history style. Oh, I loved that. Perfect. And his wig in the flashback. Oh, God. And the way he did Hope Van Dyme and Michael Douglas and. But she just throws her phone and walks away. (laughs) And she had this haircut and it was like. It's like, oh, look at my haircut. Um, <laughs> he, it was very funny. Um, I love. I him thought in this. that the added pressure of their business was kind of stupid, because um, I just didn't believe in the stakes of that or a lot of this or the stuff with Walton Goggins. I'm like, really, there's a bullshit ticking clock, and Ghost is the only one who has is in like serious trouble. Where she's like, no, I'm gonna like die. <laughs> Yeah. So she was the only one whose motivation I really felt was earned. But Michael Pena was just fun. He's just a fun addition to it. I want to see him show up in a bigger movie, in an Avengers style movie. I really movie. hope. I really hope I, Avengers I think four, he'd be great. He shows up. Yeah. No, he was he was thoroughly enjoyable almost every time he was on screen and provided some much needed comedy that was like, okay. I, I'm was, glad I saw this. It was easy comedy rather than that comedy where you're like, it's a little forced, a little forced. Yeah. Kind of predicted that, kind of predicted that. But yeah. So yeah, good choice. Couldn't have chosen better myself. And now we come to the fun part. How would you rewrite it, Adair? Uh, oh, where do I begin? Honestly, a big part of it is casting for me. Like, it's tricky. I would like Hank to be less angry, less hostile towards the people in his past and just have it be more about like, honestly, I would rather him be less curmudgeon and just be that like crazy scientific guy that like no one trusts, believes, listens to anymore because they think he's gone off the deep end because he's talking about these insane things that no one can quite understand because he's like, my wife's in the quantum realm or whatever. and But like no one trusts him except for his daughter. And I'd, l- I'd love it to be less like, we don't need anyone but these ants help. And more like, we can't get help because no one believes us. Right. 
And I, I don't know. I just, I would like that more. I think that would have, like, like Belle's dad in Beauty and the Beast. That's what I want Hank Pym to be like in this okay. movie. Okay. Um, does that make sense? Okay. Yeah, I get what you're saying. Come with me then. I'll take you on a crazy journey. old Hank Pym. Yeah, I, 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 I get that. That's not Hank Pym, but. I would like that better. If we're writing for film, I would like that better than. And if we're not going to do original Hank Pym, let's do something totally different. Yeah, like let's yeah, let's make it that way. Um, I would have, yeah, I would have liked Janet to have like powers that made sense to me. I would have either liked that, or I would have liked her to sacrifice herself. So we just don't even have to get into that. Um. As much as it'll be interesting to see what, or you know, who knows if she's alive, um, what she does or doesn't do, it, it'll be interesting, but it doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me what they've done with her right now. Uh, but yeah, and I would have liked a few more answers as far as that. Maybe a little bit more time there. I get why they didn't do it. They're like, we're rushed for time and we're going to start going crazy in the mind. Uh, but she's been there for a really long time and she seems okay. So maybe maybe it's good. Uh, I I wouldn't honestly change anything about Ghost. I think she she had a pretty interesting whole dynamic. I would have kind of liked to understand a bit more of her dynamic with Lawrence Fishburne's character. I would have liked them to have a much more father daughter relationship rather than like this is my ward. Yeah, it did very. She did very much feel like a Robin. Yeah, like a Damian Wayne Robin. Yes, uh, she she did, and I don't really need hope. I, I mean, I don't need Hope and Scott to be in a relationship right now. I feel like there are certain couples, like with Bryce Dallas Howard and Chris Pratt, where it's like they they end up together in chaos, and it doesn't like work out in actuality. And they're just very different. And I, unless I can see some sort of real relationship like blossoming that makes sense like they seem like real partners like they did a good job of like talking about being partners they just didn't really feel like partners they didn't work Not together that much uh, their fight scenes were primarily separate their the car fight scene really really cool they weren't really together i did like scott using that truck as a scooter though that was great um so yeah, there's that. So there's a lot of things i would change and i'm going to forget like half of them. I don't want Walton got uh Walton yeah, I, 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 I keep, I'm not going to pronounce his name right. I don't want this arms dealer. I don't want him. Like, I don't want him to, this dealer of high, high class tech. I either want Ghost to be, like, more intense and then, like, have a come to Jesus moment and, like, sure. hum, humanized. Or I want the FBI to be, like, a little more aggressive. I don't need this third thing. He didn't make a whole lot of sense to me. The only thing that good that came out of that whole thing, in my opinion, was one, the I guess two. Sorry, I have two things. One, the car the car chase scene, like the fight scene. And then two, the true serum scene. Uh, that's about it for me as far as that. Uh, so, yeah, I'd cut that. I'd really not focus so much on Judy Greer and uh, her husband. Didn't really seem Take necessary. Take it or leave it. <laughs> And I don't know. I felt like there was another thing. I don't know. Tell me your rewrites. There, I felt like there was one more thing, but I, I, you know, 
there was a lot that I would have changed, but I feel like with comic books, honestly, that's that's sort of how I feel in general with yeah. the movies. Number one, don't give all the action sequences away in the trailers. What had we not really seen? Yeah. It was so... I was disappointed there wasn't so like a impactful. big third act thing we hadn't seen, but we'd already seen so much of it. So that's just like my overall, if I just am going to change one surface thing, mm-hmm. recut your trailers so you don't give all that shit away because... Ah, that just sucked. But page one, no Hank Pym talking to Hope shit. We just cut back to them disarming the nuke. She does it. And then a defeated Hank flies back to a lab where Dr. Bill Foster, a.k.a. Goliath, a.k.a. Lawrence Fishburne is waiting for him. And he explains what happened because they're all a team at this point. There was a love triangle. Ooh. Bill Foster was really into Janet, but she ended up marrying Hank for his mind, even though even though Bill was the nicer guy. So Janet gets lost. And over the next 30 years, in secret, Goliath, a.k.a. Lawrence Fishburne, has been trying to get her back. He's never stopped. And Hank gave up after a little bit and focused on hope. And raising her. But after after all that, we have a, a quick little montage showing um, showing Hank writing and trying to figure some stuff out. And eventually he gives up when a young Hope runs in the room and is like, oh, I need to take me to ballet or whatever. And he like decides to live instead of trying to figure this out. Then we cut again to Scott coming out of the quantum realm. And after all that, shiznich happens he goes and dusts off his old research and he starts working on the problem again and whereas bill foster has spent 30 years and hasn't figured it out hank figures it out in two years now with what he knows taking readings from scott's suit like have him actually do some science being like oh this is what happened okay cool damn it i'm mad that you came up with this idea i have i have something to work with now so they end up going back to Scott because they need the suit and there's been too much heat on them. And he's like, I need more information from the suit to finish my calculations. And he's like, Oh, funny thing about the suit. It's with my, my, you know, it can be with his daughter. It can be with his ex-wife. It can be, you know, the FBI has, it can be anywhere. You, then you get a little mini heist early in the movie. Right. But when they give Scott the new suit, instead of the malfunction being that he gets too small or gets too big and can't control it, I'd like it to be disproportional. His arm gets super big, but the rest oh, of him I doesn't. Like His feet shrink and he falls over. Like give him a chance to do some real physical humor until the point where his head blows up briefly and he ta- and he waddles and then he falls face first and slaps back into normal normal space. Like do something with the size manipulation we haven't done before. If you're gonna have a glitch, so. Mm-hmm. Hank goes to Goliath, Bill Foster, to be like, hey, uh, this is what I've been working on. I'm really, um, do you have any thoughts? Have any help? Like, I need help here. I can't get the suit back for whatever reason they failed. The FBI still has it, shield, whatever. They couldn't get the old suit. And Goliath's like, sorry, man, I'm scratching my head. I can't think of anything. And after they leave, he realizes they've solved it. They just don't know it yet. So he hires Ghost to steal information, pick your MacGuffin from their lab. They think it's the FBI. It turns out to be him. 
They wrongly go after the FBI. Then they figure out either through some sort of tracking or just the quantum portal being opened up and then being alerted to that, that Goliath's been after it the whole time. They go to Goliath's portal, fight Ghost, and Michael Douglas pushes Goliath out of the little thing and he goes to rescue Janet. He tries to get Janet to come with him and she's like, I, you finally came, you know, but then she looks at the ship and sees that it's not, you know, branded Pimtech. She's like, it's his. And they have a, they have a fight where she's like, why have you not been working on this? And realizes he spent 30 years not finding her. 30 fucking years. And she should be ragged and fucked up. At this point, they find he finally like convinces her to come with him. They come back and Goliath has his own suit and is like, the hell with this shit. And so he uses his suit to take down Ant-Man and the Wasp and Janet and Hank come out right as he's done that. And a giant... Dr. Foster, a giant Goliath, is like, you're back. I'm so happy. And she looks and sees her daughter. And he looks and sees, uh, Hank Pym sees Scott. And um, she's like, How, are they okay? How dare you? Like, I can't believe you did this. And then we have the original Ant-Man and Wasp fight Goliath <laughs> as our climactic third act struggle. And eventually it they, there's like a helicopter maybe that he tries to take off in or something. And they end up fighting on the Golden Gate Bridge. <laughs> because if you're going to do San Fran, do San Fran right. And in the final scene, Goliath breaks the bridge Hank's been knocked unconscious and Janet and the wasp grow together to save all the people on the bridge and become giant and hold up the pieces of the Golden Gate Bridge and move them over to the shore. Meanwhile, Scott's been fighting ghosts the whole time because she woke up and, and he woke up and they've been fighting over on Alcatraz. So they finish all that and then Ghost hasn't been paid. She's super pissed. So she, in a final last-ditch effort, is like, fine, I'm going to go get your kids, Scott Lang, so that I can get paid. So she goes and takes off and kidnaps the daughter, and uh, Michael Pena and his crew end up taking her out. Maybe as a stinger. I mean, I I think you know that that's a really awesome rewrite, so I'm just not going to say anything. Like, I want to watch that movie. Thanks. I was so like, this is, more. if you're going to make him a bad guy, make him a bad guy. Make, like, Hank more complicated. Well, yeah, like, yeah, he it was so, looking for I mean, it was so years. one note for those, the OG characters. Like, it was very one note. Yeah. It's like, I'm offended, and I am hostile. I just wish that we could have had an Ant-Man and the Wasp moment with the original Ant-Man and the Wasp for everyone to go, oh, they're fighting Goliath, and it's a Wasp. Yeah. They're not going to do that for us, though. So take that, Peyton Reed. I mean, it's 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 just another it's it's just another part of the the bigger picture, unfortunately. In this, and it feels like it in this one. It, it, some of the other movies, it hasn't felt like so severe. There have been some Age of Ultron, um, particularly. It just it's like I'm watching or Iron Man three, like those kind of, where it's just like I am watching this. Because it is part of this whole franchise, it doesn't. Every TV show has a bad episode here and there. It, it's true. 
and the Marvel Cinematic Universe is nothing but a, a beautiful, very large and lucrative TV show. Yes, the most su- six. I should we should start calling it the most successful TV show of all time. Yes, agreed. All right, Dan, what's the title? The alternate title for this film is The Wasps. I almost went that route. I almost went that route. But a conversation right before this podcast made me change. So thank goodness. Uh, But mine is uh, Ants with a Z. Yes. Uh, I missed the Woody Allen cameo. (laughs) It was... It was problematic. For a lot of reasons. For a lot of reasons. It's just lurking in ghosts' labs. Hey, I have an idea. What? Let's do a writing podcast. Ooh, yeah, let's. Cool. Let's talk about some writing stuff. All right. Like right now, because it's late. No, it's like super late. Can we do it? You need to go to bed, and I need to go. So, hey, this was fun. Yeah, it was really fun. It's nice seeing you. Good seeing you. Yeah. All right. So uh, go see Ant-Man and the Wasp because, you know, it's Marvel and you're going to need to. I mean, if you have Movie Pass, go see it. I wouldn't rush. Yeah. I mean, yeah, don't. But don't pay that surge price. Yeah. (laughs) Go to a matinee. Yeah. Exactly. Um, Yeah. And uh, oh, yeah. Hank and Hope and Janet are all ash right now. So have fun. Keep writing. A Secret Weapon Production.